From the Bob Marley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for January 14th, 2009 from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined this week by my good friends, Kathy Worling, Teresa Eccles, Walter Eccles, Kevin Close, and John Magi. Will Perry is back in the peanut gallery. Corey and Julie Martin are on leave of absence as they attend to their new baby. And uh, I know Corey will be back probably in a few weeks. I think Julie's going to be gone for... uh, She's going to be on leave for a few months. Until the baby's in college. Until the baby's <laughs> in college, yeah. Uh, in this week's show, Kathy Worling will tell us about the Disney Half Marathon that took place this past weekend. And she'll tell us about the 100 Dizzers who were in attendance for that event. Also, our special correspondent, David Parfit, has an interview with Keisha Christensen uh, with the Disney Endurance Series, who tells us all about the marathon's history and what took place this year. All that plus... This week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. We do have a few things in housekeeping. First, I want to uh, just reiterate my call for Disneyland correspondence. We've been getting some uh, some voicemails in. Could always use some more. Uh, we're looking for people who will uh, who go to the uh, Disneyland on any kind of regular basis, know something about it, have an interest in it, uh, to do uh, you know series of reports throughout the year. For the show, we'll we'll call you and you'll send us some voicemails and do all sorts of fun stuff. And actually, we might be out there. Walter and I, at least, may be out there in the next uh, next month or so. We're not a hundred percent sure yet, but uh, if we are, you get a chance to meet us and maybe do do a segment for the show while we're out there. Who knows? So, if you're interested in that, you just need to give us a call toll free one eight seven seven three one zero nine six six two. Tell us a little bit about yourself, about your uh, what you like about Disneyland, and why you would like to be a correspondent for the show. It is a volunteer position, so don't think you're getting paid. But uh, we've gotten some we've gotten some really good some really good submissions, uh, especially in the last couple of weeks. So I think uh, we'll be taking uh, taking uh, applicants for another week or so, and then I'll decide. Uh, who's going to do it? We're going to have two. We're going to select two or three people to help us out with this. So, again, eight seven seven three one zero nine six six two. That's our toll free feedback line. Just go ahead and give us a call. And uh, now I'm I'm going to uh, I'm going to guilt trip you people. Um, I know for a fact, even though I don't keep track of the actual number of listeners that we have. I know for a fact that it's well into the thousands that listen to us every week. And I know that I have not sold thousands of T-shirts for Give Kids the World. So that means there's a lot of you out there that are just being lazy. Now, if you can't afford the $25, I understand that. You're off the hook. But those of you who can and you know who you are, you need to buy one of these shirts. Okay? You need to go back to last week's show. You need to listen to David Parfit's awesome interview uh, with uh, Susie Story from Give Kids the World. 20, 30 minutes out of your life will tell you everything you need to know about Give Kids the World, what an amazing organization this is. They're doing great work, and we're trying to raise $10,000 for them. What are we up to now, John? 
We're up to about 2,500. I haven't had a chance to do this week's yet. Okay. That's where we were last week. Julie is, uh, was in charge of this, so now I am. So okay. it's going to be done a lot slower. And um, I also want to say I appreciate the folks who apparently make noise during my segments. We appreciate the folks who are adding more money. They're paying more than the Oh, that's amount. really nice. It's really, really nice. Um, everything you send us goes right to Give Kids the World. 100% so. of every dime that you send us is going right to Give Kids the World. There's no administrative fees being taken out of this. No, no nothing. Uh, Dreams Unlimited has donated the cost of the shirts, um, and no one's getting paid to do this. This is all, we're all volunteering our time. And uh, putting a, putting through, put, we're trying to put forth a really big effort to do this, get this done, and 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 make a really nice donation to give kids the world. Now, as we're John is uh, you know collecting the checks as they come in, and then like once a week or once every two weeks, I guess you're sending out a check yeah, to it's uh, once a week we do it once a week, sending out a check to give kids the world. We've raised twenty five hundred so far. Uh, I know it's more than that, but John just hasn't tallied this past weeks yet. So come on. Let's get with it, folks. We need you to help us out with this. We need you to put us over the top. I don't want to be sitting here in June asking you to still buy T-shirts because we haven't hit ten thousand dollars yet. They make great Valentine's Day presents. They make. They're just. It's a whether. You, I don't care if you put it in a box and never wear it. Whatever. You need. You need to buy one of these shirts. Help out. Give kids the world. You can wrap it around your head and be like Erica Badu. Yet you could you could do whatever you want. Then you'd be Erica Badu. As long as as long as you you buy one of the shirts, you can find a link to information on how to do that on our show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. And I promise I'll stop guilt tripping you now. Um, also, just want to let everybody know coming up in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have we're going to be uh, starting up our hotel reviews again and uh, Fort Wilderness. Resort and campground, both going to be covered in that. Uh, Walter and I are going to be taking a, uh, a cabin, and Will's going to be camping, although we're not making him, like, pitch a tent. We're actually getting a... I want the real experience. Let's we're actually tent. getting... No, we're not going to make him pitch a tent. He, we're getting a, a camper for the week for Will to... Uh, I'll give him a tent. Make him dig a trench around yeah. it so the rain doesn't get I, in. I told and you're I doing would. it in January. How rough is that? Make him do it in August. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Will. So that should be uh, that should be a lot of fun. That's going to be coming up in the next couple of weeks, and uh, also something new that we have. Um, I, I've been meaning to get to this for a while, but I, I just got it set up. Uh, we now have toll-free numbers available from the UK and from Australia. Oh. Uh, in the UK, you can call us toll-free zero eight zero eight one two zero two three one six, or if you're down under in Australia. The number is one eight hundred seven seven four five three one. I keep thinking there should be another digit on the end of that, but I guess in Australia they don't use the same number of digits we do. But again, in the UK zero eight zero eight one two zero two three one six, or in Australia one eight hundred seven seven four five three one, and uh, that comes into our feedback line. You can leave us questions for the voicemail shows. We're also going to be able to use these numbers. I'll be able to reroute these numbers when we do our call-in shows. So these guys in the U.K. Wow. and Australia, if they want to call in uh, while we're doing uh, that. Wow. And actually great. what we're going to do is I'm going to assign those to a special line um, 
on our phone system so that we'll know it's that they're coming in from the UK and Australia. Now Prince Harry can call. <laughs> Do we have a I, ten second delay? I'm sure he will. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, Prince Harry got himself in a little bit of trouble recently. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. He's the spare. Get the air in the spare. You know, and the spare always acts up. So so I, I you know, I'm really excited about that. Now I just need to let people know that uh, it w- apparently with some mobile calls from the UK to this toll-free number, they're actually being charged. Um, so, but it'll tell you. It, it's all depending on, on your carrier. I don't know why that's the case. I don't understand how cell phones operate, how the plans operate in uh, in the UK. But uh, we heard from one of our listeners that uh, calling from her mo- mobile phone, she was told she would be charged for the call. And in Australia, I know that there are some mobile carriers where you can't get through on this 800 number. So, hmm. Do they have phones in Australia? Stop it. Don't they just have cans and string? Be nice. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Be nice. Our friends in Australia who are going to take, uh, who are thinking about taking all the uh, prisoners from Guantanamo Bay, God bless them. Isn't that how Australia started? All the prisoners from England? Yeah. I think it was, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Some of my knowledge. Sorry, I, I didn't know about this. I'm thinking I might get a chance to talk to Nicole Kidman. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure she and Prince Harry will both be calling in to our show. You can hope, can't you? Maybe but, that chick from Euro's wedding will call in too. Oh, Hugh Jackman, isn't he over there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Again, in the UK, toll free zero eight zero eight one two zero two three one six, or in Australia one eight hundred seven seven four five three one. And uh, if we have a lot of listeners in other countries that want to be able to call in, you know, let us know where Move you are. Australia. Let us know where you are. If there's <laughs> enough people, enough interest, I'll go ahead and we'll add, a, we'll add another toll-free number in another country. It really isn't that expensive to do this. I'm surprised how inexpensive this was to set but up. Every country has to have their own? I mean, you can't. Yeah, every country has their own toll-free. Different it's, yeah, system. It's not, yeah. So. Now, uh, John, I know you had a housekeeping you wanted to... Uh... I do. We got a very nice package from some folks, and um, I like to try to open them when we get them. I like to save them and open them when we, we do them on the show. But this one came and had big letters, refrigerate upon opening, so I was worried that it was like, I don't know, beef or something, and it was going to go bad. So I opened it up, and it wound up being some really nice chocolates. Tell us uh, what kind of chocolates they are. I know you guys have the bag over there. Colorado Chocolate Factory or Rocky Mountain Rocky Mountain Colorado Rocky Mountain the caramels were quite delicious it's really really nice are there any left I I had one I threw myself on one piece this week and there was uh, there were a candy bar and other stuff too and also uh, in the same box were these large bubble wrapped things and Kevin and I opened ours it was very nice but I left Walter's at, at Pete's to open on the show, so I figured we'd let mm-hmm. them do that. It's like a snake. And we're holding on to Corey's and Julie's. Do you want me to do the bubble wrap for the people who are listening? No. Ah. Oh, it's a, a nice bird ornament. Ooh, that's it's a peacock. Peacock. pretty that peacock. is. It's beautiful. That's gorgeous. has glitter on it. And I have the card that was sent oh, with it. It's a real uh, peacock feather. So we know who it's from. Wow, very nice. That is beautiful. We got a beautiful turquoise bird. I don't know what kind it is, though. I'm sorry. I would have been able to identify the peacock. This is from Anna Titsman. 
and she's Aspen 37 on the boards. And it looks like she sent us a very nice Christmas New Year's gift. We appreciate that very much. And a nice letter for each of us. I'll pass around so we all can read it. So, Anna, thank you very much for doing that. Thank you, Anna. Um, I, I do want to say we're not soliciting for stuff, so you know you don't you don't feel like you have to send us anything, but specifically don't send us anything that has to be refrigerated right away, because I don't always get to the mailbox, and then I get there and I think you know what's what am I going to find? So yeah, you really, know, run me. That's exactly what I'm afraid of. And I uh, I'm not going to read it, but uh, I wanted to thank you very much for the note you sent me. Uh, that was very very sweet and very touching, and I really appreciate it. Just wanted to make sure I mentioned that. Thank you very much for that gift. We appreciate it. Yep. Yeah, very much. Thanks. Tasty and good. All right. Anything else in housekeeping this week? Yes. Boy, we got a big housekeeping week. Uh, the dining review contest is going to end January 31st. Well, that's right. We have to mention And to that. The, the people who have entered so far are hoping that the rest of you don't submit entries. Got a lot of entries this week. Right. However, we could use some more. So you have to have it in by January 31st. We're going to be firm this time. And uh, for those who are not aware, um, just review a restaurant, any restaurant. doesn't have to be Disney, but submit a review. And uh, if you win, you get to have you get to review a restaurant with Kevin. Any restaurant. One, one person actually sent in a review of a fictional restaurant. We're going to take them on a fictional review. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the oh, thank you. The um, David Parfit, when he won his, he he had uh, reviewed Nihop. And Carolyn and her husband had sent in a review, and I apologize, I don't remember the name of the restaurant, but they had had an absolutely horrible experience, just horrible. Oh, that's right, that's right. So one was a wonderful review, and one was an absolutely horrible review. So there's no rhyme or reason. It's how it's written. It's be clever, be imaginative, be creative. Um, catch our interest. You can write <clears throat> write it. You can record it. You can call it into the toll-free number. You can record it yourself and email it to us as an MP3 or a WAV file. Uh, however you want to send it to us, just uh, it has to be in by the, 20, uh, the 31st of January. And at that point, uh, Kevin's going to select, uh, what do we say? He'll select five, and then I'll pick, uh, I'll pick the winner. So, and someone wants to know if they can claim their prize five years from now. One lady, one person wanted to know if they could. What if they can they still submit a review? And what if they're not coming to Disney for five years? I don't know what I'm doing next week. I'm not <laughs> promising you that we're going to be doing this in five years. You're more than welcome to submit a uh, review. What are you, you saying? You think our site is going to disappear? I'm saying I might not eat in five years. No. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I just five years is a long time to carry any prize. So if you don't think you can use the prize, you're more than welcome. But there would no there not be a substitution for the prize. That's all. There I was you saying. go. All right. Anything else for housekeeping this week? We have a couple prizes to give away. Oh, that's right. We do. And who do we have? We have Diego Cordova, who did the Fort Wilderness review um, the first of December. And he picked number nine. Number nine for Diego. You have won a $75 Disney gift certificate. Good at any Disney store or Disney theme park. Thanks for listening and congratulations. 
You can only use it on your birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we're going tomorrow on Calvin's birthday to get that gift card. Are you really? Yeah, why not? I just want to remind everybody that we have switched up the prizes in the prize matron. Um, some you know haven't switched them all up. There are still some of the you know the old favorites, but um, what's new? Uh, we've put the backstage magic tours back in. Those are the seven hour behind the scene tour- tours at Magic Kingdom, Epcot, and MGM. Oh wow! It was uh, it's a backstage magic tour for two that's worth four hundred dollars. Um, we've got a few photo pass CDs in here. Um, Other those- people's pictures. Yes, other people's pictures. Um, for those who are not familiar with PhotoPass, when you're at the parks and the Disney photographers take your picture, uh, you can ask them to give you a PhotoPass ID card, and then they'll scan it. And every time you get your picture taken, they just scan it, and then you get home. You go online, and you can see all your pictures. You can add borders to them, clean them up, do whatever you want to them, and then Disney will send them to you in a CD. And uh, those are worth $125. We have a few of those. In there, we have tickets for two to Cirque du Soleil floating around in the prize matron. We have a six-day, five-night resort magic package for four at Disneyland. Wow. The Disneyland Hotel. And we have a seven-day, six-night magic your way package plus dining for a party of four at Walt Disney World in a moderate resort. Wow. So we've added these to the prize matron. They are in there waiting to be won. Uh, the way you win prizes, you do segments for the show. If you do like a review or something that I put on the show that I really like, we'll let you pick a number. Um, if you suggest a segment that we decide to go with, we'll let you pick a number. Uh, of course, if you send in an email, uh, you have a shot. If we read your email or play your voicemail on the show, uh, we pick one person every month at random from all the emails and voicemails we did that month, and that person gets a shot at picking a number. So, And I have that one today. And we yep we have a we have our uh, winner for uh, randomly December. picked from December it is Cyrano Reed Hutchinson oh Reed and he picked number six number six for Reed let's see what he won you have won a backstage magic tour oh, for wow. two there you go you get a chance to go behind the scenes at the Magic Kingdom Epcot and the Disney Hollywood Studios as well as have lunch at the Whispering Canyon Restaurant at the Wilderness Lodge. All participants must be 16 years of age or older, and this is always subject to availability. The approximate value of this prize is $400. Congratulations, and thanks for listening. It's Great. an awesome tour. Yeah, yeah. Yay. Yay. You, should, uh, you should really enjoy that. So, all right, any, anything else in, in housekeeping? All right, then we're going to start off. With the news, first up this week, an article in the Orlando Sentinel confirms rumors that have been swirling for the last few years. Disney will, in fact, be shutting down Space Mountain for a much-needed rehab. Rumor has long speculated that Disney would completely overhaul the attraction, much the way they did with Space Mountain and Disneyland. However, Disney is saying this will be a much more modest update, track replacements, roof repair, and an overhaul to the queuing area. The attraction will close on April 19th and remain closed through most of 2009. No date has yet been announced for its reopening. I'm a little disappointed. I, you know, I, I talked on the show a few weeks ago that I thought they were going to close it down, and you know, due to it, what they did to it at uh, at Disneyland, I thought that would be cool. But I know a lot of people are are happy they're not changing it. They're, you know, it's a classic attraction. They don't want to see it. Uh, this is a very long rehab. 
I have a feeling we might just be getting a Disney spin on this, and they're not really telling us the whole truth. Mm, I don't think so. I think they're going to do more to it than just what they're talking about. No. I hope so. I think it would be cool. I don't know if it's going to be Disneyland, but I think they're going to do more than just that. Because it's from now until what, April 2009. No, they're saying it's going to be till fall of this year. So from April until fall. So it's going to be about five or six months. Um, So we'll see. We'll see what they do. I don't think. And that's shortest time spent because I know that Space Mountain and Disneyland was closed for a long time. It was more than a year uh, to do that. We're hearing a lot that Space Mountain is um, stopping during the day. A lot of people are reporting that they're getting the stuck. lights on. Yeah. People are getting stuck, and they're, people are waiting in line for a very long time and finding out that the ride closes before they get there. So we're hearing that a lot. Yeah. And the TTA, the ride that goes through Space Mountain, is closed, too. There's a lot of people that are upset about that because that was like your I break. love that. Yeah, that was like... Oh, the little slow ride? Yeah, the little cars that go through there. That's going to be closed while... <laughs> oh, no! Well, yeah, yeah they, can't, uh, they can't run it through Space Mountain while they're rehabbing it. They're not going to let you see that. Teresa's favorite. Oh, but hasn't there been times when they put, like, screens up? I could have sworn that I've been in there that, like, you couldn't see down. There was a time when they last time they redid the queue area where you still were able to ride TTA. And yeah, but not the if they're redoing up. the roof. They, 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 one of the things yeah. they said they're redoing is the roof, so... Um, you know, I don't it's see how they work overhead and stuff. Yeah, can't. I don't see any way they could they could keep that open. That's too bad, though. Teresa's only only the only ride Teresa will go on at the Magic oh, Kingdom. I'm crushed. <laughs> I have until April. You said to get yeah, over there. until yep. April. We'll go yes. over and have a marathon day. We'll just keep riding it all day. I get a wagon and pull you around backwards really slow. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend it's the same ride and speed up and go slow. Will you in. talk? We do the cool announcements. Sure. Tomorrow, okay. Mr. Tom Morrow. So. All right, our next story, a lawsuit filed by the company that provided critical engineering support to the creation of Mission Space has been settled, according to another report in the Orlando Business Journal. Environmental Tectonics claimed, among other things, that Disney had failed to pay them for all the work the company did on the attraction, and they wanted the court to affirm their ownership of the technology that went into Mission Space, allowing them to create similar attractions for other theme parks, provided it was not within 100 miles of Disney, and a Disney spokesperson did say that in a joint press, uh, a joint press release that you know they acknowledge environment, environmental tectonics, you know critical critical uh, contribution to mission space and all this other stuff. The terms of the of the settlement have been kept confidential. Um, I'm guessing environmental tectonics got what it wanted, um, but I'm surprised because normally. Normally Disney wins these things. I mean, maybe they did, and they're just not saying. But um, they did keep the, the the settlement confidential, which means somebody got paid. So this, according to this report, they can build an attraction within a hundred miles, That's or they what, can't. They can. No, they 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 can build an attraction as long as it's not within a hundred miles of Disney World. Gotcha. That basically they own the technology that went into Mission Space. Now, whether or not that was in fact part of the settlement, we don't know because the settlement's being kept confidential. We, we'll know if another theme park somewhere opens up a ride like Mission Space. Dolly Parton. Dollywood. Dollywood. <laughs> um, so, you know, it, it remains to be seen, but um, I know that lawsuit had been pending for a couple of years. It's been going on since, I think, 2003, 2004. So, very interesting to see, that, uh, see what happens if, if another Mission Space attraction or something like it 
shows up uh, at his Six Flags. That would be interesting. So, and uh, finally this week, are you 23? I am. What the <laughs> heck is this about? What was that? Uh, Disney has started another viral campaign aimed at generating buzz on the internet. A few weeks ago, it was a viral video where a person's name would seemingly appear throughout locations at the Magic Kingdom, highlighting the What Are You Celebrating campaign. And now they are doing Are You 23 posters all around theme parks in both Anaheim and, Ca- and Orlando. Ask the simple question, Are You 23? Followed by March 10th, 2009. Of course, everyone on the web is asking the question, what does this mean? No one seems to know, and Disney is being pretty good at uh, keeping it uh, secret. And now some speculation revolves revolves around the 70th anniversary of Pinocchio, which occurs on March 10th. There was one poster on MySage.com speculating that 23 classic Disney films will be released on Blu-ray disc on that date. I hope that's not it. The Blu-ray rumor did. <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> the Blu-ray rumor did get some credibility when Pixar's John Lasseter showed up at a Sony Blu-ray presentation at this year's Consumer Electronics Show just to tell Sony what a great job it did on the technology. Uh, now, while Disney may be get it, getting good at using viral uh, technology to market its product, um, I, I am concerned that they are creating hype around something They're giving us, the fans, two months to chew on this and wonder what this is about. Because, I mean, we're seeing it all over the place. Now everybody's asking, what is this about? What do you think they're doing? They're doing all this speculation. Two months from now, as I said in my my blog, that unless they announce they have purchased Australia or turning the entire thing into a theme park and giving everybody free admission, people are going to be disappointed. Yes. What date is it? March March 10th. 10th. March 10th. Mark your calendars. And uh, there is a, uh, you know, Disney has a thing on the web about this um, where you can put in your email address and they will email you, I guess, on March 10th and tell you what this is, which is, of course, just a way for them to build up their mailing list. Um, what was the rumor you heard, Kevin? Somebody, I think it was another website. The person said that they had heard that it was going to be a special uh, club that you could purchase entry into. It was going to be about $100 per person, and it would allow you access to exclusive merchandise and doodads and things like that. That would only be uh, because Bob Iger had been laid out for not addressing the diehard Disney fan, that it was the more random tourist that Disney seems to go after, and they ignore the diehard fans, and that this is going to be something for Which, the diehard Disney fans. Something I've been fans. saying for eons. Right. But it's going to be along, you know, Disney's typical thing, kind of like the Disney Classics, classics right, now, collection. Now, look, if it Pay turns out... into it, and then you can buy more stuff. Well, I'll be honest. If it is something like that, if it's a club or something like that, that has cool stuff, okay, that'll be pretty cool. I would, I would be okay with that. But what's that have to do with twenty three? I had we Actually, have no 23 idea. Actually, twenty three is the year. Twenty three year olds in there. Twenty three is the year. Nineteen twenty three is the year uh, Disney Incorporated the Walt Disney Company. I believe. I don't know. I, I, I we no, well, we have no idea what twenty three means. We'll find out on March tenth, and you know Disney's not going to tell us before then. But twenty three um, people will be picked to <laughs> do something. Well, that's just bizarre. The average age of the High School Musical cast. <laughs> so, you know, I just I, I hope for Disney's sake 
that, you know, for the amount of buildup that's going to happen between now and March 10th, we have two months. I don't, and, and I honestly, because I know I've, I've learned my lesson with this. I've learned, you know, in the, over the years with the site, um, when I say I've got a big announcement coming up and then I don't, you know, I let them, I let them run with it. Um, invariably, no matter what the announcement is, no matter how cool it is, it's always going to, it's always going to suffer. People are always going to be let down because the anticipation just gets to a fever pitch. Well, they're, they're going to get, they're going to eventually going to be accused of crying wolf. When Disney Cruise Line just came out with this big thing, this has never happened before. This is going to be the biggest thing ever. You've never seen this before. There was huge speculation, and it was the kids sales free, the kids sale free promotion. Yeah. Now this has been very very successful for Disney Cruise Line. However, there's a large portion of the we were Dis- all disappointed. Well, yes. there was a large portion of the Disney Cruise Line fan base that this promotion didn't even touch. Right. So. It's going to be one of those things that if you, like you say, if you keep hyping it, and it's are, only on three day, three night cruises, right? Which you know are not the popular ones. The popular ones, the seven night. You want to do something extraordinary? Do kids sail free on the seven night? Um, yeah, I agree. You know, you've got to. You you can't come out and say we've got some major announcement to make in two months. Stay tuned, and then come up with something like we're releasing movies on Blu-ray. You know. <laughs> Um, there, there will be there will be people literally storming the castle. Okay? Do you think they're going to do any like teases along the way, or they're just going to leave it out there for everybody? It remains to be seen. It remains to be seen what they're going to do. But uh, well, Disney's not really good at keeping secrets either. Yeah, but they 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 seem to be doing pretty good with this one because um, we're not getting anything from any of the sites, any of the places that would normally be reporting on this stuff if they had ins- the inside track. We're not hearing anything. It's all speculation. It's all over the place. It's running the gamut of you know of, of hypotheses as to what this is, which is exactly what Disney wants. They want this kind of this, this kind of discussion. They want people guessing. They want people focused on this <laughs> among um, our listeners to see who who can guess it. No, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. As long as they I'm, write to Teresa, I'm okay with it. <laughs> as long as Teresa handles the contest, you knock yourself out. So March 10th, 2009, we're going to find out, are you 23 and what that means. So, Oh, what's that TV show with... Oh, that's 24. 24. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you be quiet. <laughs> Never mind. They let Kiefer Sullivan... Sullivan. Damn it. <laughs> they let the lead guy sleep for an hour. How about 24? <laughs> it was so funny. It, it was, was funny. It, it was Bad things, good jokes. Twenty-three sequels to High School Musical. There you go. It could be anything. So, all right, that is going to do it for the news this week. In the weather, if you're visiting Orlando in the next week, you're actually going to be getting a little bit. Uh, it's going to be a little on the chilly side. Um, you know, again, we you know we understand what it's like for you guys up in the north, the northeast. You know, we're having we're, we're coming up on a, on a cold snap here. It'll be. In the mid sixties next week, but it's actually going down into the forties. Uh, it'll be down in the forties uh, all week through Sunday, um, and even actually, it's going all the way into next Wednesday. Some areas um, have frost warnings at night. The the yeah. lows are going to be in the lo- in the low to mid forties, highs in the mid sixties, mid to upper sixties, but uh, sunny, 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 sunny all week long. This is when I can go out and get my pre-chilled grapefruit right off the tree. I like that time of year. Oh. See? 
This is when the news people tell you to bring in your pets, plants, and homeless people. <laughs> yes. And to bundle your kids up at the bus stop. Bundle them up. Yeah, well, and, no, it's hysterical because you do see people walking around Orlando in parkas mm-hmm. when it gets down like to the 50s. Like out come the parkas and the big heavy coats and the furs. And you, th- you would think that these people are living in the tundra. Although I have to say my blood has thinned out living down here because... It's a 50-degree de- spread. I mean, if you're going from 80 to 30... That's a huge spread. Yeah. It's it's a difference. It's tough for us. It is. It is. We have it hard. We have it very yeah, hard feels, living here. Feel sorry for us, please. <laughs> you know, bring in the plants, Walter. That's right. I mean, yeah. I'm going to have to go out and shovel all that sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can hear the people. I can hear the people in Montana and <laughs> New Hampshire just the Dakotas cursing us, <laughs> clenching their fists. Shovel this. Yeah, right. You do have to scrape sunshine off your windshield, too. <laughs> but I, I have to say that, uh, you know, overall, the weather so far this season has just been flawless. It's we have had a great, we're having a great winter. Um, it's too hot. It's just too hot. What are you talking about? 80s? When it's close to 80 or 80? We've had, a, we've had a few days like that, but for the most part, it's been really temperate. It's been in the low to mid 70s. I am so tired of all this good weather. <laughs> Do you need a tissue to cry? Yeah, really. <laughs> Too hot. Ugh. You're old. You're old and crotchety. So, all right, that's the weather. We're going to move on. Do rapid fire. Who would like to go first? Me. I'm ready. I got one. It's this that way. chair. It is that chair. <laughs> it's the chair. She's sitting in Julie's chair. Makes you a nerd. <laughs> Thank you, Julie. That was John. She's gonna really? snap your spine. <laughs> Ready? House of Blues. The B fifty twos are coming. Really? Yay. Yeah. When is this? February sixth. Doors open seven thirty. Show at eight thirty. Thirty nine fifty to ninety three dollars a ticket. Ninety three dollars wow. a ticket. <laughs> I better be up on stage, and they're gonna be feeding me grapes for ninety three bucks. But the B fifty two is Fred. Uh, I'm gonna get to sit in the love shack for ninety three dollars. <laughs> yeah, right. The B fifty twos are a fun concert. Great. Yep. Cool. The, I'm not going, but it's fun. It is fun. There are, there's like six seats in that entire th- theater. Really? Uh, those are the ninety three dollars seats. Cool. Have a birthday coming up, Kevin. Happy birthday, From- Teresa. <laughs> are you twenty three? <laughs> <laughs> Times two plus two. <laughs> John and I went to see Cindy Lauper at the House of Blues. How was it? it? It was. I felt very, very old in the eighties or recently, like in the last year and a half. And no, it was warmer than that. <laughs> I don't get it. She said it was it in the eighties. Anywho, what was it, Kevin? I, I felt very old. First of all, there are no seats. And everybody there, I expected them to be people our age. I mean, yeah, Cindy Lauper. Yeah. So, yeah. It was a very young audience, really? and they bounced around. And my bouncing days at a concert are over. I want big plush seats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really, a young crowd? Very young. Do you think it'd be young for the B fifty two? Very young. You think? Uh huh. Wow. See, I would expect people our age to be yeah, going to the I yeah. Like Am I look stupid standing up there in my? Converse You're going to look my, old. My <laughs> <laughs> I get a support bro if I'm going to pass. 
<laughs> you can wear your 23 t-shirt, but people are going to be looking at her going, you're right. Cool. Well, okay. thank you. I'm done. Thank you very much for that, Teresa. Walter, you have anything? Yes, I have one. Um, and <clears throat> This covers the uh, 16th annual Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival, an elaborate Cinderella-bration topiary and environmental-friendly green garden will bring fresh springtime flair to the 16th annual Epcot International Flower and Garden Show, March 18th through May 31st, 2009. God, that's right. It's coming up. Only eight days after the RU23 announcement. Mm. It says... It's going to be a busy month. (laughs) (laughs) Amid the flowers, plants, and topiaries, Walt Disney's guests of all ages can explore exhibits and activities geared toward gardening and outdoor fun. Um, new gardens, events, and children play areas offer more reasons to visit the 16th annual festival. There's a lot going on, but some of the ones I'm going to mention, the green garden, anyone can create an environmentally friendly garden. Here's where guests learn about low water use gardens, incorporating native plants into their garden and recycling. For the kids, they're going to have the Pixie Hollow colorful topiaries and pirate adventure zones an interactive space design for exploration and adventure. Um, they're having a special environmental celebration. This event will showcase how to keep the planet green through solutions like reducing waste and using friendly bugs. It says throughout the festival... Wake we'll me up when it's over. <laughs> using friendly <laughs> bugs. I went to the bug speech. Throughout the festival, he's we'll never going to let, let me live it down that I made him go do the bug the bug exhibit. Because we watched a movie about the big bugs eating the small bugs and pooping out the small bugs and the small bugs eating the pooped out small bugs. <laughs> I Sorry. think it would be riveting myself, but that's just me. You head on over of there. Of course you would, Nature Boy. Well, good. That's what you're going to do. Get your brother and head on over. Actually, there. yeah. You're gonna, <laughs> well, normally, normally Bob Bob covers uh, Bob would cover. Well, Kelvin can run with this flowers. one, boy. <laughs> we can. We should go for it. Kelvin and I. Kelvin and I would do that. No, sorry. Normally, uh, Bob would cover uh, a flowering garden festival, so you're going to have to pick up the mantle this year. Kelvin and I will hit it and hit it hard. Do you remember how excited Bob was about that recycling thing at interventions? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> interventions. Oh, God, yes. Love that recycling you thing. Get to, you get to separate your garbage? Well, he made me do it. <laughs> he made me go and do it. And I, and he's like, and he's trying to like, as all the time, we're, all the while we're doing it, he's like trying to like really jazz it up for me. And I'm like, okay, Bob, this is stupid. <laughs> he just okay. wanted you to recycle or it's, what? You have to go see it. It's a whole, it's it's a whole like recycling. It's recycling. <laughs> it's like a whole recycling exhibit at Interventions. And he was just so... You get a certificate. Overly excited. Yes, he was very big on the certificate. And, uh, you know, he just thought this was the coolest thing ever. I love the fact that this has been passed to you. Me too. (laughs) Kevin and I will run with it. We'll we'll enjoy that. You will, I'm sure. Okay, we've got a few more things to sit throughout the festival. More than 70 topiaries will decorate the park landscape, showcasing extraordinary craftsmen of Disney gardeners. Sweeping floral beds and exhibits will feature 30 million blossoms. A fragrant garden at the French Pavilion will tell, <clears throat> will tell the love story of plants and perfume. And the English Tea Garden at the United Kingdom Pavilion will explore the art and history of blending teas. The art of bonsai will wow guests at the Japanese showcase. This is, 
This is Disney recycling at its best. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> say thanks from last yeah. year. Yeah. Well, you, you know, recycle I, your ideas. Yep. Well, you know, it's it's this is more of the uh, of, of the cutbacks that you're seeing. Uh, they don't want to. Uh, they're not going to be investing a lot of money in these things. We're joking. Flower and Garden Festival. We all love it. No, it's it is. Very it's good. Terrific. We always, we the park never it. looks nicer. So they bring in additional flowers. Yes. Oh, oh, it's not, it's not just what's normally it. there. Oh no, there's tons. Oh, okay. and tons. oh no, and it looks no. great at the beginning. If you give it a month and let it fill in, it just gets better and better and yeah. better. Really? Mm. Wow. It always looks better a month after so it starts. So it runs two months, two and a half months. It's just these things. The the French. Garden, the fragrance garden, that's every year. The, the tea garden the tea was there every year. So, mm-hmm. you know, the one thing they got away from is down in front of where the Nemo ride is. Do you remember the fountains that you could control? Mm-hmm. That was part of that. That wasn't there last year. You know, I guess that was a cutback. That's a cast member with a squirt gun. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon, I shoot. <laughs> one other thing is says the Flower Power concerts. Uh, popular bands will rock. The open air American Garden okay. Theater every yeah, Friday. Popular is with air quotes. <laughs> I was going. I was going to get that. It's every old, Friday, old. Saturday, and Sunday, five fifteen, seven thirty, and seven forty-five. The concert lineup is slated to include acts like Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, plus pop favorites like Davy Jones, Yay, all right. yeah, Chubby Checkers, and the Wildcats. Tony Orlando. Great. There are going to be 60-year-old women throwing their underwear on stage. <laughs> Jose Feliciano. Do you know where I knew? Jose Feliciano. Yes. Herman Hermits and Peter Noon. Oh, he was awesome he was, last year. Do you Starring know, Peter Noon. I'm sorry. Do you know why the last show's at 745? Because they'll all be going to sleep. They all have time. early bedtimes. <laughs> and there'll be other top acts besides I thought these. the Ventures were going to be there. No, nope, this is what I got. So. This is uh, another example of cutbacks. used to be every night. Yeah, the concert oh. used to be every night. Now wow. it's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. These guys can't do every night. <laughs> they would die when they had Starship. They would do every night. Grace Slick? No, it wasn't Grace no, Slick. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Starship was just over at uh, Universal for Velvet Sessions, or he's coming. It's like coming. the Everly Brother. <laughs> 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 That's not it. The Righteous Brother. Or the Beach Boys. And how yeah. many of them are left? Just Two. John Stamosser. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's it. Well, thank you, Walter. Kevin. Uh, Hard Rock Live has a concert lineup. And if you thought the Flower and Garden show was exciting, wait to hear these. Uh, January 28th at 7.30 is Three Doors Down. Uh, I like them. Who the hell are they? February 2nd is Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes. Oh, my Lord. They're still around? It's about old. Fe- February 6th. They're all dead in the geriatrics. <laughs> is Tim and Eric's awesome show? I don't I'm know. It's I, not. I, are any of you excited about this yet? No. Um, February 11th is the Gypsy Kings. And here's my favorite. Favorite February 21st, that's your birthday, for all those who put that in your iPhone, is Slightly Stupid. Tickets are all sale for all of you. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> and Stupid is spelled S-T-O-O. PID. Lovely. Slightly stupid. And that's at Hard Rock Live? Hard Rock Live. As opposed to the Hard Rock Hotel. We need to make that distinction. Right. This is a concert that you have to pay for. Uh, I have one other thing to discuss. Uh, I have gotten a great many emails. There's a thread on our Diz Unplugged board, and we've also gotten a couple, um, I'm sorry, not emails, private messages. Apparently, our discussion of wheelchairs and ECVs has touched a chord. 
It has sparked a conversation. And I want all of you who have written to me to go out and tell people this stuff. I think people who don't use wheelchairs and don't use electric vehicles don't understand. I was shocked to how, hear how many people have this same feeling. And I want you to, if you are if you're one of those people who is annoyed by people in wheelchairs or electric scooters getting in your way or taking up space or making the transportation at Disney slow down, I want you to ride in one. Yep. Just try it. Are there people on the boards talking about? It's not our board. Our board is very, very supportive. However, there is a disabilities board and there's a theme park board. And the conversation, these conversations get closed down because they get so ugly. And it's about supposedly about the people who do not need ECVs who are using them because they're apparently lazy. And that's because their disability is apparently not visible. There was a great deal of discussion about a woman who held up transportation for 10 minutes because they were trying to tie down her electric scooter. And she didn't look handicapped. And all I have to say... Are people really that stupid? Mm -hmm. And ignorant. I'm sorry. I don't usually get this upset. If you feel that that person was doing this in order to inconvenience you, you really need to go elsewhere. Because it's not like... It's not like people in wheelchairs or ECVs are getting to the front of lines. That's stopped. Uh, there's no perks. There's no perks involved. None. If somebody's in a wheelchair or an ECV, they you just need, need to, to run the assumption that they're supposed to be and that any judgment beyond that just makes you an idiot. Just makes you a complete idiot. It, it's, 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 it's as bad as racism. It's as bad as any other. It's unbelievable. It, I can't it believe. I have to stay away from these because they make oh. me want to explode. And all I because it's always you're fat and stupid and lazy if you're riding in an electric vehicle. You're only doing it because you're lazy. And if you walked, you'd lose weight. And I want to say to people, there is no one riding in this because they want to. No one is sitting in a wheelchair because they want to. Anybody who's riding in a wheelchair would gladly trade places with you. Idiots. Absolute, unmitigated idiots. Okay. I'm all fired up now. Now you got me fired up. <laughs> breathe, Kevin. Breathe. It's, it's really... I, I've gotten a lot of this. If, and all you have to do is go on any one of the boards where this conversation comes up and it constantly turns into this, this flame fest of people who are abusing... And are apparently when you're riding in an ECV, you're allowed to go to the front of the handicapped accessible line to get on Disney transportation. And this sets everybody else back a little bit because uh, an ECV can take up a couple of seats. I want you to know something. If you're annoyed, I want you to understand just how embarrassed and how sorry the person in the wheelchair or the ECV is that you're ta- they're taking up your time and that they have become the center of your attention and nasty looks and nasty comments. It's just hateful and wrong. And all I ask you is change places for one day. People, people who are like that deserve to end up in wheelchairs because that's karma. That's the kind of karma they deserve. I'm sorry. If you're that, if you're that ignorant and that insensitive... And that's stupid to get upset at somebody for being in a wheelchair because it's inconveniencing you at Disney World. You deserve to end up in one. It's just it's 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 hateful and wrong. Fools. It's just, just hateful a bunch and wrong. of fools. And if you think they're going to get on Disney transportation before you, 
not every Disney bus is equipped to handle a wheelchair. Correct. So that person has to wait for the appropriate bus to show up and has to wait for it to go do the whole kneel down thing. It's just ridiculous. People think that way. Oh, now you got me all worked up. It's one of the things on the boards. I can't read them. I can't. I can't even go near them because it incenses me so bad. And anybody who is offended or hurt by this conversation, I'm really sorry. Anybody who reads the boards, let me rephrase Wait, that. The only people who would be offended by this conversation are the people who feel that way, and I don't care if they're offended. Now, I, what I meant was anybody who's reading this who's in a wheelchair oh, or an oh, ECV oh, oh, and oh. hearing this conversation is either offended or hurt by it. I'm sorry oh, that that's this conversation – that's really what I meant. I thought you meant the no, people I who were – I just I feel bad for anybody whose feelings might be hurt by the fact that other people think this way. There used to be a time where if you had a wheelchair or an ECV, you got to the front of the line of every ride. And there was a time when we saw it, kids would get a kids wheelchair would, yeah, kids just to it. get in the front of the line. And five or six kids would pile in a wheelchair. Disney's done away with that. Almost every ride now uh, has the, the person going through the regular queue. And then at the point you get to the actual ride, then you're taken off to a separate area. So no one gets to the front of the line anymore that way so and we also hear the story of people who need ecvs for a short time just because someone's disability is not visible does not mean that it's not there there are people who need them for a short time and the fact that anybody would make them feel bad for needing that help it just bothers me to the point where i just i have to stay away from it no i don't blame you i don't blame you yeah that would you know, I I, 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 I want to say I can't believe there are people who feel that way. But then again, after twelve years of having those boards, I believe anything because I've seen so much. I mean, it's amazing what seeming you know what what alleged intelligent, conscious adults will say and do uh, on an internet discussion board. It's it, it really blows my mind. The moderators would be happy to tell you anytime one of these conversations starts, it's kind of a known thing that within a very short time you're going to have to shut it down because of the ignorance and hate. So Yeah, well, maybe we should go a little further than that. Ugh. Okay, I'm done. All right. But I wanted to I, – one more thing. The people who have written to me, you have a voice. Speak up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you for that, Kevin. I appreciate uh, appreciate the update. John, what do you have? Well, my rapid fire is not quite as fiery as Kevin's. Debuting January 28th, the Kim Possible World Showcase Adventure in Epcot. Uh, visitors can uh, will be deputized and will take part in an interactive game based on Disney's animated TV show, Kim Possible. They'll use handheld communicated devices and receive clues, hidden surprises, and a series of missions in seven World Showcase pavilions, Mexico, Norway, China, Germany, Japan, France, and the United Kingdom. Um, to participate in the adventure, it's absolutely free. Um, you can sign up at Interventions or on the bridge connecting Future World to World Showcase. Communicators can be picked up at kiosks in Norway, Italy, and the International Gateway. And um, it takes about 45 to 60 minutes to complete the adventure. On January 23rd to January 25th, there's going to be a DVC member preview. So DVC members can get a sneak preview of this new 
interactive game, and that's between 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. That must be what they're doing with the old ATM machine on the bridge between Future World and World Showcase. Remember where that ATM used to be right by the oh, exit yeah. that took you towards Test Track? Yeah. That's all been boarded up for a couple of weeks. Is Kim Possible still on TV? That I don't know. I haven't I seen didn't it think in a so. long I haven't time. seen it in a while. She makes appearances know. over at Hollywood Studios. Yeah, I've seen her over there, but I haven't seen her show for a long time. People are actually very excited about this. I, we get a lot of questions about, really? is this going to happen? Are people I think people are excited about the activity of it. Right. I don't know that the Kim Possible tie-in is what's exciting people. Right. I think people yeah. are looking for the sort of scavenger hunt kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It, it seems it. to me that Disney is doing this a couple of times. I mean, now that they've got this American Idol attraction it seems that this is something that time has passed a little bit yeah it's i mean it's still really popular but its peak of popularity seems to have passed and now it's become an attraction at disney world it seems that they could have been a little more timely with this we'll see great thank you very much john um i have uh, mardi gras universal february 7th through april 18th uh this is free with your admission to the park it's not a uh, hard ticket event and it's a great party. We have a we always go every year, have a great time. Uh, they do a, a phenomenal job putting on Mardi, Mardi Gras. Uh, so far, the list of entertainment, because they always have a, a concert, KC and the Sunshine Band, that's a staple for Mardi Gras. They're always there. Uh, Lil Malcolm and the House Rockers, never heard of them. But then again, I'm old. Uh, Rockin' Jake, whoever the heck that is. Uh, Montgomery Gentry, whoever that's that is. That's a country, is. country yeah. yeah. Uh, Trace Adkins. I want to go Country. for that one. Yeah, I know Trace Adkins. That's the only one that Trace Adkins and Casey and the Sunshine Brand, Sunshine Band. And there's we had Lil Malcolm before L I L Malcolm, and now we have Lil Brian and the Travelers. Apparently, Lil is big. <laughs> They're all related to Lil Kim and Lil Wayne <laughs> and Lil Wayne and all the rest of them. Um, that's the lineup right now. I'm imagining that's probably going to expand. Uh, as the event goes on, because didn't uh, they have decent people last year? I mean, like they had a few. Wasn't Daughtry? Was that last year? No, year that was the year before they got Daughtry. Oh yeah. Wasn't last year? Weren't you at? Um, wasn't it at Mardi Gras that Wild Oscar came looking for? Oh you? yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That was the night I think everybody in Orlando was in Universal. I have to tell you, yeah, that's that still was one of the crazy. Would see Heart, right? Yeah, that was yeah. it because they had good concerts last year. Heart. That's one of the most popular things that comes up on our jizz boards. That evening, and it was nothing we planned other than the the original thing. But between Bob and Corey and Julie and John and I posting on the boards and Rex chasing you through the parks, it was a very popular night on our Disney. That was crazy. Did they say where the stage is going to be for this? No, because if it's where the stage was for Mannheim Steamroller, that's really going to be because you know, like where where it was before. That's Mm -hmm. where the roller coaster is now there really oh, that's is right not a good spot unless they found another good spot isn't to this going to be in their typical stage that's on uh in city walk where the the waterfall is no that's where all yeah. the bands perform. no no they, they these this is inside the oh, theme the park, park. It's inside yeah. the park so that's uh, february like, 7th through april 18th we have uh we have dates and information on the site we'll include a link in the show notes page wasn't the stage used to be wasn't it across from mills no. no, no. The stage use, uh, was over uh, um, as you go down the main drag, right after Jimmy Neutron, um, and before you got to and before you got to Twister, yeah, and now Twister. 
uh, oh, across to the left. Oh, yeah, yeah. It used to be like when I had some of the props. Yeah, it used to be a huge alcove there. Oh, it's been a long time since I've been because the last time I went, it was... Um, no, no, they're not we doing We saw it. the B-52s there, and it was across... I think it was the B-52s. Yeah, they used to do some of them there, but no, they they for the last few years, they've been doing it. Wow. Uh, it's been a long time. Between Jimmy Neutron and Twister. You're not 23 anymore. <laughs> so, all right, Kathy, what do you have? Uh, 2009 is going to bring two new roller coasters to Central Florida. SeaWorld is going to have Manta, and Universal opens Hollywood Rip, Ride, and Rocket. That's where the, the stage used to be. That's what's going in there. And Disney is going to open American Idol. So you see the, the difference, like, you know, the excitement, where's, where people are going to go. I don't think they're going to come to Disney to see American Idol. They're probably going to be across town checking out the roller coasters. We've been watching them build Manta. You can see it from all around SeaWorld. It looks pretty intense. I think I'm going to try that one. I usually don't do roller coasters, but I'm, I'm excited about that one. I'll come over and take your picture, but I'm not going yeah. on you're riding underneath, right? Yeah. 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 You're, you're down. Yeah. You ride face down. It sounds awesome to Go me. Go for it. Will and I will do it. Oh, Will will do it. I know he will. Definitely. <laughs> All right. That'll do it for Roundtable Rapid Fire for this week. We're going to move on to our first segment. Actually, it's going to be our only segment this week talking about the Walt Disney World Half Marathon that went on uh, this past weekend. We had uh, we had full coverage from uh, both Kathy Whirling and from our special correspondent, David Parfit. We're going to start off with David's uh, interview with Keisha Christensen from the Disney Endurance Series. And here is David. So greetings, everyone. So I'm here with Kesha Christensen, and Kesha is a manager with the Disney Endurance Series. She was going to tell us a little bit about the marathon weekend. So what makes this a special weekend for you guys? The biggest thing, the biggest thrill is Disney Entertainment. So you're running through theme parks, you're running past world-class resorts and attractions, and Disney Entertainment that you can't find anywhere else. And so how many runners do you have in the races? This is a record year for us. We'll have 22,000 pre-registered runners in the full marathon, 17,000 in the half. And of those numbers, 4,300 people are running both, called Goofy's Race and a Half Challenge, where they run the half marathon on Saturday and the full marathon on Sunday. Wow. Then we also have 40, roughly 4,500 people that took part in the 5K this morning, on Friday morning, and then we have about 2,300 kids participating in the kids' races in our new Mickey Mile. Oh, that's great. That's great. So you're really bringing a lot of people, and they must be coming nationwide. All over the world. We've got all 50 states represented. We've got over 50 countries represented, so people are truly coming, making this a wide world of sports. Mm-hmm. Our celebration this year at Disney Parks and Resorts is What Will You Celebrate? It's our new uh, marketing and advertising campaign. So what we're celebrating this year is the Walt Disney World Marathon Sweet 16 birthday. So the Walt Disney World Marathon turns 16 this year, and we're truly celebrating the birthday with 45,000 of our closest friends. So how much have you grown then? Over the past 16 years? Uh, Substantially. We started out with a full marathon only in 1994, um, and I wasn't here then, but it was approximately 7,000 runners that towed the line in the first year. Five years later, we created a half marathon to go along with that weekend. Well, within the last couple years, the half marathon, as it has industry-wide, has taken off in popularity substantially. So our half marathon has grown in the last, you know, five years from, you know, 12,000 to what our course capacity is this year of 17,000. A couple years ago, about three years ago, the half marathon 
got so big, and the full marathon got big as well, that we had to actually separate the days. Half marathon, we moved to Saturday morning. Full marathon, we kept on Sunday. So the half marathon had grown into its own, you know, major event. Uh, we wanted to our participants to be able to celebrate that as well. So we gave them their own day. It also helped alleviate some of the course crowding sure. that obviously you can imagine took place with, at that point, 40,000 people on the course at the same time. And that's sort of how Goofy's Race and a Half Challenge formed, be, you know, sort of out of necessity because we had to move the half marathon to Saturday, full marathon on Sunday, and we kind of threw out the idea, well, hey, let's offer it if people do want to run both of them. We probably won't get that many people, and the first year, you know, we had 3,000 people. So even that first year when it was separated, people were already signed up for both? Yeah, yes, yeah. And so next year, it'll actually be our fifth anniversary, so it'll be the fifth anniversary of Goofy, and we'll take 5,000 people. Okay. So you have 45,000 runners coming in, Mm -hmm. so how many people does it take to staff the race, to volunteer at the water stops? Yeah, that's a whole other marathon in and of itself. We've got over 6,000 volunteers for this year. Um, Our volunteer numbers and needs have increased as well because, over the course of the years, because of the two days of events, but also this year our expo has grown so much over the last couple years that we've actually expanded into a new building. So this year we're in two buildings. We're in the Milk House um, at the Disney's Wide World of Sports Complex, which is where you pick up your packet, um, attend the speaker series and so forth, and then also the Jostin Center here at the Sports Complex, and that's where the actual vendor floor is. So all of our um, vendors that have come um, across the industry, so retailers and uh, photographers and, you know, all your kind of shopping, um, and then also that's where the runners get their goodie bags and their shirts. So, so do you have any kind of interesting stories over the past 16 years from the marathon? Well, um, I mean, we've had everything. We have, you know, here at Disney Parks and Resorts, we really try to help people create magical memories and celebrate with our guests. And we have had about every kind of celebration that you can imagine during Marathon Weekend. We've had people get married on our course. We've had birthday celebrations. We've had marriage proposals at the finish line. You know, you name it. It's been very interesting. We've had people, you know, flipping pancakes as they run and juggling and so forth. So a lot of interesting stories are out there. And not only interesting, but heartwarming and um, charitable. I mean, we work with, like, 25 different charities each year. And our race beneficiary is the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. And their team and training program brings in over 2,000 runners to our race. It's one of their largest fundraising events um, for the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. And their participants raise over, you know, $7.5 million just being a part of our race alone. So it's, you know, there's a lot of those emotional stories as well. Yeah, I remember seeing a lot of the team and training runners Mm -hmm. on the course in their purple jerseys and... I'm usually at the finish line on both races, and I don't think I've ever been at a finish line where I've had dry eyes. I mean, it's it's overwhelming because you know that every single person is out there for a completely different reason. You know, one of the things I liked about the Disney races is that they take all comers as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'll see all types, shapes, and sizes mm-hmm. of people, and it's such a supportive community that's here. So. And we we. That's what we want. You know, we want this to be, it's a, it's a family environment. It's a family place. We want newcomers into the running world. We want, you know, people that have run 100 marathons to feel comfortable being here. This is a, it's a very good race for first-timers. Uh, for that for that simple reason that you just said. You know, we, we try to make everyone feel welcome. This is not a race where we grant prize money to our winners. It's the joy of winning. 
you know. And so, like I said, everyone has their own personal finish line that they're crossing. Um, and then another new thing that we have this year is the eat and greet with your favorite Disney characters. So that goes on during the expo hours. It's a brunch right after, or right before the kids' races, and uh, a pasta dinner both Friday and Saturday evening. Okay. And have you been getting a good response to that? We have so far. I mean, so the last thing I wanted to, to ask about is that this marathon weekend is really kind of the start of your whole endurance series for the year. So you have a, a number of different races. We that do. Um, I think we're up to about twelve weekends now. Um, we kick it off every January with the Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend. Then we go into our spring uh, quarter, and we've got a new event coming up in February called ESPN The Weekend 5K, which is a, an inaugural 5K that coincides with, of course, the ESPN The Weekend um, over at Disney Hollywood Studios. And will the race be in Hollywood it Studios? Will. Okay. Yep. And, uh, and then that following weekend is another inaugural event, the Princess Half Marathon, which is our first women's half marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Royal Family 5K and Kids Races as well. And then we get into our May events, and May is a really busy month for us. We do a couple triathlons and so forth. We actually have the Muddy Buddy experience, if uh, you're familiar with that. It's a ton of fun. Highly recommended. I'm not familiar. So what is a Muddy Buddy? It is a two-person team event. It's essentially a 10K race. Okay. So if you and I were doing it together, one person would run and one person would bike. And we leapfrog each other every mile. Okay. We start off at the same start line. I take off running. You take off biking. We get to mile one, and there's an obstacle. You drop your bike. You do the obstacle, and you take off running. A little while later, I catch up. I'm at mile one. I do the obstacle. I pick up the bike. We flip-flop each other for six miles, and the okay. very last uh, obstacle is a huge mud pit that we have to go through together as teammates. Okay. So you okay. truly come out as muddy buddies. Got it. And it is just a big party, and it's fun. Got it. So we've got Muddy Buddy. We've got the Danskin She Rocks Women's Triathlon. We also do Half Ironman Distance Triathlon in May. Uh, and then our fall events. Now, I have to ask. So for the, the Half Ironman uh-huh. Triathlon, are, do you have people swimming in the lake we do okay all of our swims for our triathlons we have three triathlons uh are all in uh bay lake okay so um they're all on the fort wilderness side of bay lake got it mm-hmm. okay yep and uh then we get into the fall and we actually are, are bi-coastal at this point we've got the disneyland half marathon as well out in anaheim california so now you coordinate the disneyland half marathon there's as well. a very small team um out at disneyland the Disneyland Half Marathon has been a great experience the last few years, and it's the right—you know—it's a great time of year. It's Labor Day weekend, so it's you know kind of like that last big weekend before sure. everybody's got to go back to school and so forth. And the weather's always great. We actually have a new a new thing called the uh, Coast to Coast Challenge. I saw that. And so, if you do a Disney World Marathon or Half Marathon, so. Uh, the, the events this weekend are eligible, full or half marathon, or if you do the princess half marathon. And then in the same calendar year, if you do Disneyland half marathon, you get a special coast-to-coast medal. And it's really nice. It's got Walt Disney himself and Mickey um, on it, the main men. So that's been fun. That's I saw that. That's, that's quite a medal, actually. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, people have been one. going nuts over that. And then we're in our September events, and we've got Expedition Everest Challenge, which is another new event, which is fun. It's a nighttime event over Animal Kingdom. You know, there's an after party included in your registration. And, and then uh, Disney's Race for the Taste, which is our 10K in the fall that coincides with the Food and Wine Festival over at Epcot. 
Um, and then the Tower of Terror 13K, which is around Halloween time over at the studios. So we've got a lot, a lot, a lot going on. A full full year worth of work. (laughs) We really do. And and it's so fun. And we truly have something for everyone, every distance. You know, we've got kids' races with all of our events. So, you know, we're trying to get them while they're young, you know. (laughs) Exactly. Get them started, and then they can, you know, participate with mom and dad as they grow. Yeah, and in this day and age, it's really good to get Mm -hmm. the kids up and moving and active. So as a father of two small girls, I actually really appreciate that. Yeah, and it's so fun, and it's so fun to see, and it's been a good feeling. Yep. Well, thank you very much for your time, Kesha. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, well, thank you very much, uh, Dave Parfit, for... uh, for that interview, and that was very interesting. A um, lot of things I did not know. Well, that's because you wouldn't catch me dead in a marathon. John and I have entered the buffet, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I sit at the table, and he goes up. He comes back and sits at the table, and I go up, and then we leapfrog each other. Which I, I don't know what that meant. She was talking about the money, buddy. Did you see Teresa's eyes light up? She oh, thought yeah. it was like the 70s all over again. <laughs> Woodstock, yeah. But now, now, Kathy, you were uh, you were there covering uh, the marathon this weekend. But I want to talk a little bit about uh, the Dizzers that you you hooked up with. I went over. Dave had mentioned that there was a get together of the Wish Group from the Diz over at Pop Century, and, and Wish is one of our forums. And uh, the uh, Wish stands for We're Inspired to Stay Healthy. Yes, and a lot of people have lost a lot of weight. And on I that was forum. I was just surprised i i thought maybe there'd be like 10 20 people there it was like the whole food court at pop century there was over 100 people that had come in for this race how cool is that and the other thing that that struck me is uh, you know i'm not the the running type either but to hear the people's stories um i came out of there pledging to work towards like doing the 5k for for next year because um, really? Yeah. It, it, it's I'm so glad I didn't go. <laughs> you don't want to be inspired? I'm inspired to stay hungry. <laughs> well, the, 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 you know, the, the I expected to see, you know, all the people, you know, the lean, mean athletes. And there were, you know, a fair share of those. And then there were just like normal people that that they're, they're like, you know, the, the whole purpose of that group is not necessarily that you complete the race it's just that you you set a goal and you work towards it and you just you know see progress and i'm like i can do that it's too bad you can't walk it you can can't you i thought you could can we can you walk i think if you're doing the 5k probably i mean it's i don't think there's any reason why you could people are flipping pancakes i'm sure you can walk it (laughs) (laughs) i would would do it i would you know i would i would work i you know, to set a goal for myself, I would set a goal for myself of being able to walk the 5K. I mean, I ain't running nowhere. Right. I, I, yeah, I'm not a big runner either, but I'm not like, well, you know, I mean, that would give me something to work towards to, to get out in the morning and, and do some of these things. And and the stories that I heard from people that how, you know, they, they were having like a, a bad day or something was going on in their life and they signed on to the wish board and, and the immediate support that they got from people. And that the reason a lot of these people were there for the race were not so much that it was the race. It was that they wanted to meet all these people that they had met. How cool is that? On the Diz. And you see, and this is just, I'm sorry, Kathy, but, you know, I, I just have to point out the dichotomy here that you have people like that on our site. Those are the people that I built this site for. That's what makes it good. 
this nonsense going on with the people and and attacking people that are that are in wheelchairs. That's you, you see the dichotomy there. You would have, you would have loved it the other evening just hearing the stories and and these people. There's quite a few of them that just go from city to city and they run as the wish group. That you know that's their. It's like their family now, and they just go to these different cities, and it's not so much that the, the marathon's in Philadelphia or wherever it might be. It's that they're going to meet up with their buddies from the Diz. I think maybe we should uh, we should do something like have special jerseys made for them, like really good ones. Well, but that, that was neat, too, is seeing during the, the marathon was seeing all the um, Wish Group in their fluorescent green shirt that said Diz Wish team or however it was that i'm like wow i'm a, i'm a part of that i felt really inspired to know that you know here's this group that came out as part of the diz and they were racing in the That's race so so incredibly cool yeah i just heard so many like inspiring stories that were like you know believable because i said you know if i had shown up and there were all these fit trim people i probably would have turned around and, and gone home and run the other way yeah, yeah. That would have been the time I would have run. But these, <laughs> you know, these people, I said, just the different stories. And there were some of the people there that um, were doing that goofy challenge where they ran in every one of the races. And it's like, wow, you know, and it was they were inspired from the, the people that were there. So it, it was and then going over Saturday morning. Yes, I am the early podcaster. I was out the door at 430 in the morning. Oh, God bless you. Goodness. And you haven't lived. I think until- I was just getting asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin was still playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> you haven't lived until you've been in a line to get through the, the toll booth at Epcot at like quarter to five. And there's a backup. Wow. And they, they were parking the cars, but it was it was really I guess nice. I haven't lived. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've gotten to do a lot of things, but, you know, walking across the parking lot at um, Epcot was never one of them. But they really had it set up nice. They had like a red carpet for everybody to come in on to make them feel special. They probably didn't have the tram running for the marathon. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I thought, you know, because if you if you think of the parking lot, that was the first thing I thought, and I thought, oh wait a minute, suck it up, you know, you're. <laughs> I finished. <laughs> really. But they had there? things, you know, like way in the far corner of the Epcot parking lot, and then they went, well, okay, now you know, if you don't want to stand at the start line, um, you know, over across the parking lot and up the platform to the monorail, you could get to like the first viewing area. So you did a lot of walking just as a spectator. At 4.30 in the morning. At 4.30 in the morning. That's cool, though. You know, but there was, oh, you know, just thousands of people in the area, and they had they had a group playing, and they had music videos up, and they were, like, inspiring the crowd, and it was, you know, it was really something. To get me there, they'd have to be giving away cougar ants. <laughs> <laughs> was there food that early, or is no. that not something well, you do they had, you no, they, no, they had concessions okay. set up, and then, of course, they had, you know, the, the tent with all the marathon memorabilia that you had to have but it was they really set it up nice and then they said you know once like the first wave of runners came back they would start up with the entertainment again so we didn't have a dunkin donuts booth did they (laughs) no but they did have like i was surprised i wanted to see what kind of food they had and they they had like muffins and things like that so it wasn't totally healthy but it wasn't like dunkin donuts but it was Krispy Kreme, yeah. But you just can't believe how many people were out. Not only the runners, like the start line, they had built um, a little bridge across this one area, and that was where the start line was. And it was so jam-packed with people, you couldn't even see the start line. So I took off and 
went the other way, and they had loads of monorails running to take you over to the viewing area over at the um, TTC at Magic Kingdom. And again, there was quite a few people there, but it was just amazing watching the people that were running coming up towards you. And it started off, you know, the first couple people that came up were the really elite runners, you know. And then all of a sudden, it was like a wave that just went on forever of all these runners. And when the lady in there said that they had reached their maximum, I I could see that because some of the people, they were like, you know, like shoulder to shoulder, like running through. Like, I don't know how you could make any time because everybody was so close together. But everybody, you know, as they came up, we were all, you could see the participants, they were sort of like dragging. I think that was like the four and a half mile mark. Um, You could see they were, you know, like getting into it, but they were starting to feel it. And as soon as they heard everybody clapping and screaming and the signs, it's like they all woke up and people were like high-fiving everybody as they went by. And there were some of the um, runners that had their cameras that stopped to take pictures of the people cheering them on. But seeing the people, like there was a a gentleman in a Superman costume. There was plenty of Tinkerbells, uh, Minnie Mouses. Running? uh, These are people running? Running. Snow White. Pancake guy? No, there was no. I didn't see a pancake guy. But um, that'd be like that'd be the only way I would run after the pancake guy. (laughs) (laughs) Putting a carrot on a stick in front of John. (laughs) And I yelled at Dave when he went by, but he was really into his running, and he he didn't see me. But um, they had plenty of. They had. Do they let you smoke while you're running? (laughs) (laughs) Do you smoke in the parks while you're running? And then after they went through. where we were at the TTC, they went down a path, and it looked like I think they were headed towards the Contemporary. And as I came back on the monorail, you could see like there was probably a couple thousand pictures, I, uh, people, and I have that up on the the blog that just the massive numbers of runners that you just couldn't get. Four and a half miles is the half mile is the halfway point. No, I, that was like one of the that was like the first viewing area. How long is the race? Isn't it? Isn't a full? I'm out of my element here. I think a full is 26. Oh. 5K is 26, isn't it? No. no. 5K is like two miles. Or yeah, it's like two or oh, three miles. miles. The full yeah. one is 26 miles. Yeah. 26 okay. miles? Now, didn't the guy... This one is, what, 13, right? Yeah. Something like that. Isn't the winner of this one the same guy who won last year? I think yes. I read? Actually yes. But it was just, you know, just amazing. And, and the, the thing that, like, the Disney thought of everything is they had buses for people. I was on the right side of the TTC, and to get to the monorail platform, which was on, like, the left side of where the spectators were, you had to take a bus. And Disney had buses, you know, where the buses all park at the TTC. You had to take a bus, and it, like, went out of the parking lot, made a right, and came back into, like, where they drop drop you off when you're on a tram. But that's how you had to get back to go on the monorail. And apparently, some of the runners, I didn't see that because it was a little dark trying to read the, the brochure at like 4.30 in the morning, that there was a, it wasn't in the brochure, but apparently you could go over to the Magic Kingdom and watch them run there. But then I went back to Epcot and walked across the parking lot again and watched the people it come in. Adriana Bastos of Brazil. Uh, he ran 26.2 miles in two hours, 20 minutes, and 38 seconds. That's for the full marathon? Yeah, that's for the full marathon. Yeah. His goal like, is to win yeah, this 10. Was, this was a half marathon. Was that yeah. like the last one he ran or something? No, this is Sunday, January 11th. 
The half was Saturday and the full was Saturday. Right. This yeah. was oh, the they, did do a, they did do a full. Okay. Yeah. I thought they just did the The half. thing that I thought, too, that was neat is they all wore a chip that as they were coming up to the finish line, they knew who the person was. So they would, like, announce them as they came across the line. Oh, that's nice. Like Lojack. Nice. My dog has one of them. Wow. Yeah. I thought you meant like a potato chip they could eat when they got across. <laughs> no, they, and, and you could where also... Head, where your head goes. They had also set up different stations around the place, but if you knew like what the runner's number was, there was a website that you could go to to see exactly where your runner was on the course. So what? I thought that wow. was sort of So they didn't cool. have numbers on their backs, like old-timey well, races. Well, they had on their bib on the front, on. they yeah. had a, you know their, their number. But a lot of people were like, oh, look, they're here or there, so that they would know when like their person was coming up at the TTC. And I, wow. you know, like I didn't have that. Or That's yeah, cool. it was. <laughs> That's so they can sleep late. It's like a dog race. <laughs> well, you, know, you can see him coming around the but it was just really, you know, when you were watching, like, the finish line. You guys are bad. <laughs> I was there a couple of years ago, and it was like there's a certain time, and I don't know what it is for the half marathon, but, like, you have to, to get to the finish line by whatever the time is. And I can remember standing there, and they're going, like, you've got a minute to get your medal, because you could take as much time as you wanted, but only if you finish in so long would you get the medal. And just watching these people were, like, holding on to each other and practically dragging each other across the line. Wow. But, you know, they, of course, they had, like, the Rocky music playing, and they had all this other, like, inspiration. Even if you're standing there, you're like, yeah, all right. You know, it if, was really. If I finished this race, even if I did it by Thursday, <laughs> they would give me that medal. <laughs> <laughs> so you heard it here first. Yeah, I'm going to try for the 5K and. See where I get for. I'm going to try and get up and go watch her. (laughs) (laughs) Does it cost to enter? Yeah, I think if you can if you can walk it, I'll walk it. I I would I could I would commit to that. I can't. This is a year from now, right? Yeah, Yeah. that's what I figured. I had a whole year. Count me in for that. If we can walk it, if we can walk it, yeah. My daughter's doing podcast crew, huh? Again, you can walk it. It's no one saying you can't walk it. It's just like Kathy said, you have to finish before a certain time to get that. I finished. The race. They'll give me the damn medal. <laughs> yeah, I know. D- Dave said that he, he you know ran with am? some of the the wishers, and they they weren't like going for speed. They were just going to like finish, and so they they sort of enjoyed their running. If there is such a thing as enjoying your running, they were enjoying their running and talking amongst themselves. Can I just do an ECV? <laughs> yeah, but we're going to talk about you. <laughs> oh, there were you know Bad there were handicapped. Participants too with their little bicycles and that that little load of the that's cool. Yeah, that's they were there too. Cool. Yeah, and they got a you know a lot of applause as they came through. So it was cool. Nice. All, all joking aside, Disney does a really great job for them. They really pull out all the stops and really it was make it awesome. a great experience for these runners. Yeah, yeah, it is cool. It is cool. It's uh, um, like I said, nothing I've ever really followed because you know, you know, this is like kryptonite to me. Yeah, you're too busy going to the ballet. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All, magic all, games. All my hours at the at the ballet. <laughs> but all right. Well, thank you very much for that, Kathy. Thank you, David Parfit, for your report. Thanks everybody for a great show. We hope you all enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplug Roundtable. You have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs>